Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working together through the book of Psalms. Today we are going to look at Psalm chapter 40, and it begins like this. For the choir director, a psalm of David. Verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. O Lord my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all of your wonderful deeds, it would never come to an end of them. You take no delight in sacrifice or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You do not require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, Look, I have come, as it is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all of your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high I can't see my way out of it. They outnumber the hairs on my head. I have lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, Ah, we've got him now. But may all those who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. Okay, amen. Let me ask you a question. Are you busy living the American dream? More specifically, oftentimes we love our homes and we love our cars, but the payments can become a real burden for us. Maybe you have some student loan debt or some credit card debt that adds into that mix. You're working hard, but you're barely meeting the minimum obligations and you're beginning to be buried by interest. This is the experience of so many living in our culture and so many of you living right now. You feel the real weight of your debt, the real weight of your obligations hanging over your head like some great uh, stone suspended by a mere thread dangling over the top of us. And it's easy to feel this way about our sin as well. But listen, unlike your financial obligations, when God saves us, there is no form of repayment required. There's no form of repayment possible from us. David sings this song to God about lifting him out of a slimy pit, out of the mud and out of the mire. And just like David, 
we were all born into sin with the debt of sin hanging over our heads. Yet God rescued us from that debt and he did it by sending his one and only son Jesus and paying the debt for us. He didn't just forget about the debt. He didn't lose track of it. The debt was paid in blood, in person by Jesus Christ on the cross. And because the debt has fully been paid, you and I no longer have a debt sheet, a balance sheet standing over our heads, standing against us. It's gone, wiped away, destroyed once and for all. Now, why would God do something like this? Why would he do something this extravagant? Well, it's because God wanted to have a relationship with you. See, God wanted to spend time with you, and he wanted you to experience his goodness, his mercy, his grace, and his greatness. But sin separated us from God. Sin was a barrier between us and God that we could do absolutely nothing to cross. But he sent his son Jesus to pay the price, to remove the barrier, so that now we can experience the fullness of being adopted as sons and daughters into God's family. The distance between God and man has once and, once and for all been removed. So like David, we now are a people who are filled with hope. See, the change is so significant that others will take notice of it in our life. And because of that, as Psalm 40 verse 3 tells us, other people will see this change in our life and they'll actually put their trust in the Lord as well. This is a theme through the whole of the New Testament, that people will see the work of God in our life and we will be like a city on a hill, like a lamp in the middle of a room, that people will see in us the goodness of God and they'll turn from their sin to follow the Lord as well. If today you won some kind of publisher's clearinghouse lottery and got a brand new house and brand new cars and had your debt wiped away, you would go wild. You would go crazy because the debt that hangs over our head, it can choke us and being relieved of that debt is so massive, it would create in you a desire to shout from the mountaintops to let everybody know of this wonderful thing that's happened in your life. But what Jesus has done for you is far, far greater than that. And the debt that you owed him was far greater than your house payment or your car payments. We could never have repaid it, but he satisfied the debt in full. Now, the only thing left for us to do is to know that God has been so generous with us, and that should then in us produce worship, produce a desire to praise God, because what he's done for us is so wonderful. And as we do, we begin to discover just how faithful, how merciful, how loving God really is. As we draw nearer to him, we find how near he is to us. And it should create in us even greater desire to continue to know him and worship him. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you that you wiped out my debt. Thank you that you sent your one and only son to die for me so that I could know you and so that I could continue to learn to know you each and every day of my life. Thank you that you're still saving me. Thank you that you're still dealing with the consequences of sin and death in my life on a daily basis. And today, I pray, God, that we will walk as a people who have been set free from a great debt, that we will tell everybody about the wonderful truth that they too can be set free and that, God, we would be 
be proud to share what you've done in our life. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.